Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Kim Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore specific topics from the world of APIs, but look at it through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Shai Almog, developer advocate at Lightrun and co-founder of Codename One. Shai took me down the rabbit hole of debugging in a production environment, sharing how in some situations how essential it is to be able to debug complex systems in a live environment, finding it in their natural state. Let's start with the basics. Who are you? What do you do? I'm Shai Almog, and I'm the developer advocate for Lightrun. Before that, and during that, actually, I uh, co-founded uh, Codename One. And before that, I've been a programmer professionally for roughly 30 years, working throughout the industry in companies as varied as uh, electronic arts to uh, big major banks and to uh, security companies and you name it, practically everything that's uh, available. During a, lo a long period of time, I worked as a consultant, and in that period of time, I worked for, I think, over 100 companies in doing various types of consulting, and a very long period of time was spent at uh, uh, Sun Microsystems, where I uh, worked a lot on low-level uh, virtual machine work and things of that type. Uh, I also worked a lot in enterprise backend, mobile devices, and things like that, and uh, got all the way low, low into the low-level assembler code of the VMs, and literally wrote a VM from scratch as part of my work at Codename One, uh, all the way including the GC, including everything, and it's used in production. Uh, Quite a lot, actually. And on the other hand, I did big enterprise uh, stuff for everything from uh, major companies and practically every industry. I worked in telcos and uh, banks, insurance, you name it. And uh, right now, what I do is I work at Lightrun. I was actually the first developer hired by Lightrun that isn't uh, founder. I literally wrote a large part of the code here, mostly the server stuff, also the plugin and uh, the interconnect uh, stuff, mostly architected the basic concepts underlying it. About mid last year, I started transitioning to a role of developer advocate here, which is something that in retrospect, I've been doing since well over 20 years to some degree, because when I founded my consulting company, I started working the community. And one of the things I did a lot was lots of open source. I, the work I did at Codename One is pretty much entirely open source. And also a lot of the work I did at Sun Microsystems and uh, later on in Oracle uh, was also open source, and I've been very active in the community in general, uh, speaking and uh, just supporting people in forums and doing all that sort of stuff, you know, lots of Stack Overflow and, and all of that. So I'm kind of, as a consultant, I think it's inherent that we try to solve problems. It's a very deep thing in me. And uh, that's one of the things that attracted me to the work at Lightrun. We, we do this thing called uh, 
we actually until recently called it uh, continuous observability and it's something just changed over the past week and one of our other developer uh, relations guys came up with uh, uh, developer observability which is a much better name I think and that's what Lachlan does and it's a very unique approach to observability because the field of observability it's a great field but it's very much targeted at devops and devops are great and they're developers to some degree but they have very needs very different needs from the needs that uh, uh r d developers have they need different things they need different information and it's important information to have but it's very different from the type of information that we as developers need. I mean, a DevOps would want to see graphs and statistics about various things, performance errors uh, highlighted, and uh, also uh, track the big picture sort of thing. And a developer needs to dig deep into a specific flow and uh, get information there. We, our uh, home turf is the debugger, the IDE, uh, maybe the logs to some degree. But I think that's where DevOps and developers somewhat converge in the logs. But our home turf is the debugger and the IDE. DevOps, on the other hand, uh, their home turf is mostly uh, the monitoring tools and the things that they need to do there and the uh, prompts into uh, the Kubernetes and things of, of that nature, where they work at... Uh, a bit of a different scale, more in the production and less in the staging or the development. That's part of what we're trying to fix. You know, the shift left sort of movement where we take the information that we somewhat lost. We were both old enough to remember, you know, that uh, age where we used to go to the server and kick it to hear the hard drive spin. Oh yeah, it's still working. You know, that, that period, and that had an advantage, you know, because you knew it worked. You literally saw the machine, you could touch it, you could log into it, you saw what's going on. And with Kubernetes, I mean, it's amazing. It solved so many problems, and it made scaling amazingly easy. But it kind of uh, also threw us a bit backwards in some regards, because now every small problem scales, you know, the problems become huge at a huge scale. And it's much harder to solve these problems at that scale than it was back in the day. So we have better tools. We have CI, CD at a level that just didn't exist uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we have logging and ingestion, which didn't exist and didn't cost nearly as much 10, as it did 10 years ago. Still, even with all of these advances, we're still in a position that's a bit of a regression when it comes to development to bugs in the code because now at this scale things like race conditions where in the past you know you might not have noticed a race condition production because you had five servers and uh, vpss or whatever and one of them was active all the time and the other ones were sort of okay if it fails and it the traffic wasn't distributed properly so now we have these things coming up and down and you have a thousand agents running and concurrently in different containers and something somewhere failed in container X over there. Well, 
you obviously can't connect a debugger to debug the production there. It's not realistic and very insecure. You know, saying insecure is kind of like so underselling it. It's a, a, a huge problem. And solving those sort of problems in production, that's the stuff of nightmares. Literally, you, you wake up for an encore and you're like sweating <laughs> because you literally have to start looking and digging like, uh, you know, our, our symbol here is Sherlock Holmes in uh, recent conferences. We literally come uh, with caps and, uh, you know, a pipe sort of because that's literally how you feel when you're trying to investigate something like that and you're looking through clues, maybe hoping maybe something made it into the log. And if it's not there, then you're stuck. You know, I'm trying not to use a dirty language here. Sorry. Uh, but that's, that's the feeling, you know, when <laughs> I don't want to break the age rating here, but, but Literally, it's so frustrating. I, I usually say that's why I'm so bold at this age. You know, I'm, I'm actually old, you know, so it makes sense that I'm bold. But, bold, but I think I lost it faster than my dad because it's... Uh... Anyway, that was my introduction. I didn't even start that question. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. This is why we're here to just uh, yeah. talk through all this, understand your view of the landscape. So if I was to summarize what 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 it is that you you're trying to solve so there's so with devops and ops there's what you see when it comes to observability observability is is in in the simplest terms the the ability to to monitor the state of a system using ex existing outputs so in in the traditional or what's most people are doing they're they're monitoring the outputs of production to understand the state and the health of, of the system. But developers are working IDE locally. Source control kind of connects that. CICD con connects that to different environments, whether that be development or staging or production. But ops has the shadows and the blind spots to developers local and, and different and other development environments. But developers have blind spots when it comes to production. They can't see everything that's happening. They need help understanding. And so, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of, of working in production because I just, I've had to do it similar exactly. to you. Like, um, it's, I've had to do it because I just couldn't, it, A, it needed to be fixed now. Like that, that's the whole, B, I can't recreate that situation exactly. of all the dependencies in my development environment. So I just have to go in there. It's the only way I'm going to figure this out and be able to fix it. So that's the different incentive for develop that developers have over ops. Exactly. I need to fix this, not just identify and see it. I need to actually do something about it. That's you hit the nail on the head there. And there's obviously, as you were aware, a huge movement of, Debugging in production and and literally deploying directly, especially in the serverless community, where it's impossible to reproduce this locally. And we're seeing it with lots of customers who have an environment that they can't debug any other way because locally they have something that's completely disconnected, just running unit tests, nothing else. And that isn't very valuable in, you know, in a microservice environment and in, in a uh, serverless environment. So debugging in production is 
hugely important in those environments because you can sort of guess effects from logs. But uh, logging is um, it's coded into inside, and if you have a process of release which takes you know two hours is is a good release process, a fast release process. Sometimes it takes longer, and you need to add a log because there's a problem in production. You're not sure what it is, and there's a log missing here. Then this sort of churn is terrible and you start that process and the middle of the process wait i want this additional information and suddenly you put in too much information and the system introduction becomes slow because of all the logs you've added and it's too noisy and it uh, screws up your ingestion making the cost skyrocket so there is so much that you need to balance here to get the production into a state that uh that you can understand what's going on there when there is a failure that's a failure in the code, a, a bug from R&D. And uh, with uh, observability tools, one of the things that uh, that's really important there is that you can observe changes, observe state within the production or, or the staging, of course, but you can observe state without changing the code, without deploying new code. And, and that's key because when you can observe a system without doing anything, literally see it instantly, it opens up this huge window of possibility. So a bug and a problem, you know, that's the drama. That's the big thing. There's a bug in production. And yeah, and, and this is what I talk about most times because, you know, when you want to sell this to uh, C-level executives or even for developers, you know, that's the drama and that attracts us. But the value is so much deeper. So what I see with lots of customers is that they use this as a tutorial or as a, an inspection tool to understand their own code. So for instance, a good example is they hire a new developer and they're trying to learn the system. And one of the things that I do when I try to learn a new system is just run it in a debugger and start Verifying assumption, oh, I think this code happens with the variables such and such, and it's called through there in most cases. Just place a breakpoint, sometimes put a conditional breakpoint on a code and see what happens and understand and verify that my assumptions actually happen. But the thing is, with a production system, it's really hard to understand what's going on because, you know, you're seeing this, okay, I see it locally, but, you know, reproducing the things that happen in production it's a very different environment. And here you can see the same sort of things. You can put a snapshot, which is similar to a breakpoint, logs, things like that, and sort of learn the system and how it actually works in reality, in production, and understand that your assumptions regarding the code that you're trying to study are correct. This is also very valuable when you're trying to understand how the code works because, you know, in a huge project with lots of changes going in and out all the time with big things happening, it's really hard to know if uh, a specific piece of code is actually still active. Are there still users using legacy API 1.0? So you can start task a developer with a task to start uh, building a special bit of code to see who uses API 1.0 and uh, uh, see if we need to start sending out automated email to those users and all sorts of... That's like months of work for a junior engineer to 
sort of uh, collect all of the all of that sort of information, uh, log it, or save it to DB. With us, we want to see if someone uses an API that we want to deprecate. We just place a snapshot or a log there, and we see the the user that's using it. We can do that dynamically. We can put a counter to see how many people are using this specific API or how many uh, invocations are for a specific API and test if something is actually used. When we see a performance problem, we can measure the performance of a specific method, not a, or a specific line even, not the entire web service or something like that, because that's often a course for what we need as developers. We need to know if oh, this specific query, is that what the thing that's causing a problem in performance? How much is it taking? Uh, how many times are people using it in production? Because, you know, I can profile all forever, but I'm profiling my local machine. Profiling the production, you know, even if it's a bad profiling, even if it's a level of profiling where you to just do a, a log uh, with a small timer, that's a huge, huge advantage because you see it's in how it actually works in the production environment. Well, I appreciate your time today. It's uh, been an interesting journey. I, I don't know much about debugging at this level, so it was very informative. I appreciate your time and, and, and being here and sharing it with everyone. And, and we'll look at having you back, talk about some other some other. Uh, specific areas when it comes to debugging and working in production, but I, I like your view of things. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Shai for stopping by. You can find more about Lightrun at lightrun.com, codename1 at codename1.com, and Shai is on LinkedIn. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane, and until next time, cheers.